Hey, this is Spider Jones, and you are listening to the Sheriff Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive episode of The Sheriff. Guys, today I have a guest that, first of all, I'm blown away from. The research that I've done, guys, on this guy, I'm so impressed that I just can't wait to get started. So, first off, I want to introduce the theme to today's show, which is going to be leader, champion, and captain. And that is going to be coming up a lot in the show, ladies and gentlemen, as you'll see. Um, so, guys, without further ado, I'm bringing in Captain Dave McIsaac. How are you doing today, my friend? How's it going, Sean? Good, to, good talking to you. Uh, buddy, I'm, I'm pumped that you're on the show, Dave. And, you know, there's a few reasons why. But the biggest reason for me, man, is I just can't get over the amount of pro teams that you have captained. Like, first and foremost, like, let, let's get the elephant out of the room. I just called you Captain McIsaac, right? Yeah, because they were that, all captains. I was assistant captain on some of them teams that it says I was captain for. It was mostly. It doesn't matter, Dave. You, you were part of the leadership group. If it was a C or an A, I, can't, I don't think I've ever talked to a pro hockey player that, that has had a letter for, for more teams than you. And, and I'm, I'm honored, my friend. I, I, I'm honored. I, I'm a man. I'm as big as a fan as I am a player. Right. And for me, like, because I did my time in the minors, Dave, just like you, right. you know, I appreciate the AHL. I appreciate the old IHL. I appreciate the ECHL leagues like that because the hockey's really good, dude. The hockey was really tough at times. You know what I mean? And, and you flourished in it. So, so Dave, like I want to, I want, I, I, I like to get to the beginnings of people's um, times and I want to go back to Cambridge, Mass. Now I know you were born there. Um, did you actually grow up in Cambridge or were you just born there? It was, I was born there. My grandmother lived there, but I grew up in the town next door, uh, Arlington, Massachusetts. Right on, right on. So, so dude, I, I want to get into your family because I need to, me and the listeners, we need to know how did you develop these leadership skills? And I believe it was from when you were really young. So like, I want to talk about your family. Do you, do you have siblings, mom, dad? Let's talk about these people. Yeah, my, um, my parents were both um, from Canada, from Nova Scotia. Um, they moved to Boston before I was born. And uh, so I grew up there. I had two younger brothers um, and uh, went to high school in, in the, just my town high school. And uh, got recruited to go to college at Maine there. Um, I ended up going and played junior for a couple of years in Halifax um, before I went to college full time. Great odds. Okay. So, so now, so you made the trip to Canada. You were in Halifax, but before you did your, did your NCAA time. Um, so what was the team in Halifax, my friend? It was the Mooseheads back then, but it was tier two junior. So it was, um, it was uh, it was a good league. I had a lot of fun in Halifax. Good city. So you must have been billeted. What what were your billets like? Yeah, oh, they were great. Um, just um, normal billets that you 
every every junior guy goes through, right? So it was fun. And Dave, how many years were you? Did you play uh, for that team? Uh, two years. Two years in Halifax. Okay, right on. So you did the two years in Halifax, and then, like, how did you? Okay, so how did you find out about your about your scholarship? Because you know, I have a younger brother that that got a D one scholarship. There's a big story behind that. I love asking the stories of of these scholarship rides, man. So I actually went to Maine not on scholarship. Um, wow. And, and but then I went to play junior. Maine actually sent me to Halifax to play. Um, as really? I was, in the first year, I was going back and forth to school and to play on the weekends. And um, then the second year, I just left school altogether, went up to Halifax, and uh, had a good good season. And I came back the the following year to Maine on scholarship. So it was. Uh, wow. Yeah. How many players have you ever heard have has done that route? Ah, uh, well, I don't, I'm not sure, but I know that the main used to send a couple guys to Halifax every year, so it was I wasn't the first guy. Okay, okay. So, but um, the one thing I wanted to to bring up right away is this NCAA championship, brother. That was the first year that you were with Maine, your freshman. Year? Yeah, it was my rookie year. It was actually my sophomore year, but it was my rookie year. And, yeah, yeah. That was a what a great great team we had there. It was voted the best college hockey team of all time. Yeah, and yeah. you were also named to the all rookie team as well. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I was on the power play. I, I love telling this story. I was on the power play with Korea, and I led the country um, in points by a defenseman. Um, I'd set up behind my own net on the power play, and Paul Korea would come and pick up the puck and go end to end and pass it or score, and I'd get the assist. <laughs> it wouldn't even make it to the offensive zone, and I'd get an assist. Right on, right on. Well, I mean, someone had to give them the perfect pass, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny. Was uh, what was his speed like at that level? Because at the NHL level, he was obviously known as like a super fast player, right? So, like, right. what? Yeah, you can imagine in college, he was just um, lights, hands down above everyone else, right? So, yeah, hundred points in like thirty-five games or something crazy. Yeah, man. So. The other thing that that I'm really curious about, Dave, is like, I mean, I, I'm I'm just loving it because I grew up as, as a, a defenseman as well, right? So I, at heart, I'm a D man, and and I'm I'm looking at your route when you started pro, and like, can you talk about the little bit of time that you got with Milwaukee? Was it was in the beginning? Was it after the school year was done? Right. Yeah. I know that you joined Milwaukee for the playoffs. You played the last couple of games of the season. Right. How did that all transpire? So we lost um, my senior year in college. We lost in the, the championship uh, game. Um, so we went all the way to April almost in, um, in college. And I told my coach right after um, that I wanted to try pro hockey. So he found me an agent and uh, sent me right to Milwaukee for the playoffs. We, I played two regular season games and then the playoffs and uh, re-signed there the following year. Yeah, and and um, just before we move on, I, I also just wanted to mention that you know you were you were captain of Maine before before you moved on. You were captain your third was it your third season that you got right, the captaincy? Right. The last, well, I was the assistant captain there too. So it was Chris Himes was the captain, and I was one of the assistants. Right on, brother. Right on. And okay, so now this is where where it gets a little bit exciting for me, right? Because I I love the AHL talk. Now, brother, so. Your time with the Philly Phantoms, okay? So so we're talking 
we're talking three seasons, right? Yeah. And we're talking the obviously there's the Calder Cup championship, but we got three deep playoff runs, right? Yeah. But we have the consistency, Dave, of your play, of of the, the of you roughing it up. Like mm-hmm. the penalty minutes is the one thing, but brother, I know the time period of that of the AHL at that time. It was the toughest era that the American Hockey League has had. I so just this- missed you. you. You started the year after I left the American League, I think, right? And uh, yeah, but we had some tough teams in Philadelphia too. We had Via Lois and Fedoric and Dennis Bonvi and Steve McLaren and Garrett Burnett and Dan Cordick and, you know, a ton of tough guys. So I was just, uh, I did my little thing, right? I know, but you're but you're on D though, so you're 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 setting the tone for the defenseman, right? Of the toughness, right? And like that's that's what impresses me the most, Dave, because a lot of guys that play for a long time, like yourself, are asked to move to the wing, right? Like like I was, like Brandon Sugden, like Reed Lowe, like like so many others, right? Yeah. I think even Bio Lois, he was a defenseman yeah, when he was a kid, yeah. and yeah. right. So, like, that's what impresses me the most. And, like, I'm looking at some of the numbers here, brother. Like, you're putting up – like, your second year in Philly, you put up 30 points, right? You put up 30 points, but you also put up 250 penalty minutes, okay? And that was also the Calder Cup year. Right, right. Right? What was – so that season, like – like what was what was that year like? Like I I could only imagine what it would be like to make it to an end of an AHL run, brother. Yeah, no, we had a we had a great leadership uh, group in that team. Uh, Johnny Stevens was our captain. Billy Barber was our coach, and um, he put a lot of confidence in me, uh, playing me in all situations. So I got a you know power play time, and so it wasn't just uh, toughness. It was you know uh, thirty points. Right, right, right. But that's what you put in the work, man. I was, I was, I was so impressed when I saw that, Dave. Just because, like, it's just, it, it takes everything that a guy has to be able to do the physical part, right, Dave? Like, like right. when you know that you're entering a game and you don't have to fight every game, but you're expected to if you're challenged or or if it's needed, and right. just just the consistency. I mean, just the 80 and then 80 games played. That was the other thing for that same season, Dave. So I believe that was every game of the season because yeah. it's almost every year the AHL has been at 80 games. So that was every every game you played in that regular season as well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're very, very humble, my friend. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm really, really loving it. Um, so so, yeah, so then. Before we leave the AHL, though, there's a couple other things that I, that I have to mention. With the, the, the season with the Lowell Lock Monsters following that final year in Philly, you know, you put up the 26 points. You had the 200 PIMS. You were also part of the captaincy. I don't know if it was an assistant or the C. I was C. the captain of that team, yeah. Okay, so, so you had the C. You, so you had the C that year, okay? Then the following season... This is what's really impressive to me. Also, AHL, Kentucky, you won the plus minus award for the whole league, right? You won the plus minus award. So now there was no Korea getting you a bunch of pluses that year. No, we had some good players there too. And um, we would help that year. We had um, 
coaching staff that put in uh, face-off plays. We had Nick Fatillo and uh, Roy Somner, and they came up with these uh, crazy face-off plays that actually worked. So it had trust me on the face-off plays and put me on the ice on an offensive zone draw um, a lot, and I ended up getting a lot of pluses that way too. So, so it, it was like it was kind of like a trick, like a trick play on right, the face-off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, we so scored. About, I'd say we scored an extra. 30 goals a season just on face-off plays, right? So really oh. for a course of the year. All right. Well, give us an example, Dave. I'm not gonna let you off that easy. Give us <laughs> one example of, of, of one of one face-off play that you guys did that year that got you the plus minus award. But uh, we called it bread and butter, and I actually just taught my team this face-off play today, um, where the winger would line up at the point. Um, and if you want to clean to the winger, he'd go down the boards, take the check pass it to the defenseman um, whose whose winger was going to check that forward and now he's got all the time in the world to take the shot at the net right so it's just a little play that the other defenseman won't come out and challenge him that far out yeah hard to explain and, on a computer but it, it works no 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 i i buddy i totally get it it's very 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 clever um so and and just so the listeners know, obviously you're the the current the current coach of the Danbury Hattricks, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. What league is that in now, Dave? It's uh, the Federal League, Federal Prospects Hockey League. It's called now. Right on, right on. So yeah, man. So so the the the, the face off tricks were definitely doing it that year. So now, okay. Now this is this is what I think we'll we'll have a little bit of fun with discussing. Um, cause I'm going along the timeline here and the time that you go to Russia, Dave, I mean, obviously, you know, it's noted that you, you were on the, 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 the captaincy there as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now let me ask you this, a, an American that's coming over to Russia to play. How did they, how, how did that end up happening where, where they gave, they gave you like a letter like like no offense dave yeah. but like is that like that's unbelievable man yeah it's, it's right around the beginning of um i was like one of the first um americans to go over there and play so it was uh it was sort of new we had three americans on the team and um it was, it was great i had a lot of fun i learned a new culture a new language and uh it was a shady shady league but it was um you know a great experience so now this is at the time where like you know obviously on on a different scale just like the quebec league like guys were getting paid mostly in cash and stuff right yeah um i didn't but i you heard some teams did right so you heard the the nightmares people not getting paid and, but my team was pretty good with with our guys okay right on well yeah no i mean i i talked to guys like that that were getting like paid in cash and like like for example like like freddie brathwaite He's he's not shy to talk about it at, at all. Like he loves talking about it, and he would say that you know his team would get paid like before practice, right? And and you know he's he's on a like a million dollar deal or whatever. So you could imagine what a month's pay would be. So right. Freddie's like, he'd be like Sean. So, so you know I get paid and it'd be before practice, and like you know where am I gonna put it? Am I gonna put it in my stall? Am I gonna put it in my car? <laughs> Like, where am I going to put it? So what he would do is he would just put it right in his pads, in his goalie oh, yeah. pads during practice, yeah. and then he and then he would then he would go straight to the uh, bank or wherever yeah. he had to go after practice, yeah. right? So like yeah, no, I was I was just wondering like if if there was anything like 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 crazy like that being it 
you know, in, in the beginning times of, of you know, those. Yeah, no, you heard them same stories on other teams. My team wired the money back to the States for me. So I was, uh, I didn't have to worry as much. So I had a, the, the team hired a translator for me and follow me around everywhere. They didn't buy me a car. They bought me a driver. So I had a driver. Really? drove me. Everywhere. It was, it was, it was crazy, but fun. And like, I'm, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to have difficulties, you know, trying to pronounce it, but like, where was that city close to? Like, was it, was it, was it close to the capital? Like, was no, it? No, no. So that's a, another crazy thing. It was Eastern, Eastern Siberia. Um, no near, way. Near China. So our, one of like our closest road trip was a 10 hour flight. Come on. Eastern some, Siberia? Yeah, there were some other cities, but mostly you'd have to fly to Moscow, which was 10 hour flight and then branch out from there to other cities. Right. So crazy travel, but fun. Yeah. And then, and then what was the, what was the living situation? Like they, did he put you up in a, in a hotel? Cause I heard sometimes that's the situation. Yeah, that's- it was, it was a hotel, but it had a restaurant attached. So you could have all your meals down there if you wanted to. Yeah. That was fun. And you had the translator and there was two other guys with you, like two other Americans. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you know them before you went there? Or? Um, a little bit of uh, Alex Westland and Jeremiah McCarthy were the, the guys Alex was a goalie and, um, so yeah, I knew of them. Right on, man. So how did you guys end up doing that year? Like, it doesn't have the stats for the playoffs. No, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. I think we finished tenth out of um, like sixteen teams or something. So um, it was actually a success for that team, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't um, no playoffs or nothing. Right on, man. And and while we're while we're on kind of the topic, Dave, like. We might as well, like, you know, a couple seasons later, you, you actually go to Italy. Now, now the, the Italian experience, like that, like, 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 obviously it differed with the level of play, right? I'm assuming that yeah. Russia was one of the highest levels in the world when you went? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, Italy was, um, everywhere I played was fun, but Italy was different, right? It was in little small towns where, um, just like the town shuts down from one in the afternoon to five at night. And so there's nothing really going on. So if you're, you know, a young kid wanting excitement, then it wasn't really fun, but the food was awesome and the people were awesome. So if you're a little bit older, have a family, right. And just want to chill. It's like the perfect situation. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah. man. And, And dude. Okay. So this brings me to this question here. I read that you can speak five languages is that true first of all well russia i had to learn it because no one speaks english but like italy and iceland and denmark and all them places i went and even quebec right um yeah people speak english but some places in quebec they don't so you'd have to learn french a little bit right so i know five languages i can't speak them fluently i can do russian pretty good but the rest of them are just words and phrases Okay, so the and now is it is it Icelandic or Icelandic? How do you how do you say that? Robert? Icelandic, yeah, Icelandic. Okay, so so Icelandic, you can carry on a conversation though, Dave, or what? Every, like, every single person in Iceland speaks English, so you don't even have to, right? They they, they learn both the English and Icelandic, so. Um, it's okay, right on. Always spoke English there, but you know you pick up a couple words and phrases, and you can get by if you had to. Yeah, man, I'm like I'm like. No, because just reading, I mean, it's saying like English, French, Russian, Icelandic, and Italian. I'm like, man, this guy's one smart dude. Holy <laughs> smokes, right? Yeah, don't give me that much credit. <laughs> yeah, you got to take credit. But but obviously French 
French you you've you've been able to to kind of catch on to. But you know, no, I I actually you know what? I I'd I'd love to talk to you about this. We're gonna get into the whole Danbury thing, but I, I'd like I'd like to talk about your experience in the LNAH, something that we have in common. Um now I know that a, a, a few guys like Winger, you know, ended up in the, in Quebec after the Danbury team, right? How did you get recruited to Quebec? That's what I'm really curious of. Um, How I did actually, you get that recruitment? Yeah, um, I was so Danbury folded, right? So I was looking for a place, and it was that next year. Um, and so I started calling teams, and so then I got one offer from one team, and then another team offered me more. And then another team offered me more than that. And so they were sort of bidding against each other. And then um, finally, I signed with Radio X the first year. And uh, and then I only yep. played half a year because I got a contract in Denmark halfway through. Right on. Now, was there a guy that, that was doing the recruiting for the Quebec League, though? Or were you calling the teams directly? Like, like there, was a, there was a third party, right? Because that's how it was for me. No, no, it was um, most of, well, the one guy called me from uh, Laval first. I forget his name. Okay, right on. But then the GM, um, I called the GM and said, Laval offered me this. I called the GM of Radio X, and he finally came up with a number that was was good for both of us, right? So, Yeah, right on, man. And, like, so the, that, that experience in Quebec, like, you must get asked a lot, like, from people. And, like, like oh, what's the league like? What's it like? And like honestly, Dave, like it, it's difficult for me to explain to somebody that's never seen it or never played in it. Do you find the same problem? Just because, like, I, I know it was a while ago now. Like, we're talking what was it? Oh seven, oh eight, right? That we're right. talking, right? But like, but man, it, it was just so unique, Dave, because it's different now. I played in the league a couple of years ago, and it's completely right. different from right. from that era, right? Okay of the year that we played there right. and and dude like I, I just find it difficult to explain to people that the culture is just so expecting for that show and right. it's and the tough guys are like novelties and uh, and yeah. it's just like it, it's just completely different than any other hockey setting in the world and like like i'm sure you you feel yeah. the same way you know? was. i was going up there expecting not to fight as much and i ended up having to fight more than i wanted to and um some guys like like yourself and all these guys that I think they don't mind fighting like veracity and they like to yeah. hit the head, but I like to not get hit in the head. So I, I um I didn't like it as much, but I you know I had fun in Quebec for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a it's a great place. Like it's really fun. Like I mean, like we're we're talking about you know the the experience in Italy and how you know it's not the most exciting place, but but I would say especially where where you were like. It's probably the exact opposite in Quebec, right? Like that—that's where a young person would want to be. In fact, yeah. you might even get in too much trouble, like, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, a lot of fun for sure. Definitely, buddy. Um, so now, obviously, with the documentary um, coming out, you know, not, not too long ago of, of your team in Danbury. Um, first off, did you know that the the documentary was coming out? Like, did AJ kind of tell everybody way before? Like, I know it was a long time coming. Like, it was like a couple years in, in the making, right? Yeah. But were um, you guys yeah, aware think, of it? Um, well, I got interviewed two years before it came out, and my interview didn't even make the documentary. So I knew about it. I just didn't know when exactly it was coming out. Mm -hmm. 
And I think right they're on. actually trying to do some more things now. So we'll see what comes out in the future. So yeah, no, definitely. I mean, ever since I mean, I I had the honor of of, of having your your general manager slash owner AJ Galante on our show and. You know, like so, so me and my brother-in-law Danny Granger. You know, we've we've kept up that friendship, and and man, they got so much stuff going on. Yeah, it's it's, it's unbelievable, really. It is just yeah. the jerseys alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Do you, not... do you do you have your your? I have mine. It's actually for sale on eBay. If anyone wants to buy it right now, because it's so popular, right? <laughs> really? So 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 you're trying you're trying to do that though? Like that's that's something that. Yeah, I, um, I put it on. Everyone was doing it, so I said, uh, I, you know, if some people are bidding twenty thousand dollars for some jersey. I said, I'll put mine on, see what I get, right? Well, Dave, man, we're pro- we're promoting you right there now. Go, this right? is this is your show. So so, what do we got on eBay here, brother? Let's let's say it. Let's tell the listeners. We got a lot of Jersey people listening to this show. It's my captain jersey from Danbury. It's I think it's on for three thousand dollars right now. If anyone wants it, on eBay. Yeah. Okay, so all they got to do is go to eBay, type in Dave McIsaac, Danbury Trashers jersey. It's there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're you're hearing it right here. You know what I mean? We're yes. we're we're yeah yeah that that's what we do here, Dave. We're about promotion here, buddy. Good stuff. Right on. So all right, so now obviously obviously we're going to talk about the, you know the the two years that that you had with the Trashers. Um, so now the first year, Dave, did you, did you come there late? Was there an injury? Yeah, no, what I, was, was, I was playing, um, like Frankie by Lois. Um, we live next to each other down in Philly and, um, he told me about this team. And so we, we'd go up on the weekends and play. So I played, um, eight games and by the, by the eighth game, I think the league was getting tired of all these guys coming in to play these home games, yeah. or whatever. And so yeah. they suspended me. We got in a big line brawl, and they suspended me and about five other guys for the rest of the first season. So I played like ten games total that first season. And then, and then the second season, you know, they they give you the captaincy, right, right, right. And yeah. then you had you had quite the year, man. It was like, I mean, you put up. I mean, I mean, the forty points is impressive, but the fifteen goals, Dave, that must have been a fun season for you, buddy. Yeah, that was. Uh... It was, you know, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had fun for sure. It was, right it, was, it was like playing in the NHL because we were treated like kings, right? So it was, you know. What yeah. was your living situation in Danbury, your second I year? A, I had, I had a roommate, but I had, like, it was a four-bedroom house, um, condo, whatever. Um, but it was real nice. And then you go on the road, you have, you know, catered meals on the bus and would fly to some games. And it's like unheard of in double-A hockey, right? So it's crazy and so i mean you guys were treated like professionals did you you obviously like you said it was like playing in the nhl you felt like you felt like a pro right Right. Right. look good feel good play good dave we've always known that right yeah that's the same so that's a huge advantage right off the bat right oh for sure yeah what about the what about like the um like like the coaching and stuff like that like like you know, like I was, I was. Who is who is the tough guy that was your assistant coach there that played in Anaheim? Oh, Garrett Burnett. Yeah, Garrett Burnett. He what kind of coach? What kind of coach was, is is Burnett? He wasn't really a coach. I think he lived with uh, Jimmy and AJ for a little bit, but then he sort of disappeared towards the end. But I I play with uh, Bernie and uh, Philly, so I've known him since Philly. So um, 
he's a good guy. Yeah, man, for sure. Definitely. Now, so were you like when when the whole team folded and stuff, like like were you guys like like you must have been devastated, right? Because if you think about it, you right. were probably thinking that that you would play there for a few years, right? I like actually, it, yeah, I was more devastated than anyone because I actually was working for the trash company um, as a side job, and I signed a two-year contract to play in work as, in sales for the trash company. And um, so then the FBI took my second year and just wiped it off, right? So then, then I had to go looking in the LNH and places like that. Yeah, we all set for at least another year. Right on. So you were actually working for that company. Yeah, 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 man. That's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, did you learn a lot of stuff there or what, man? Like, Uh, I I love working in sales. Um, you were in sales, sales, but I didn't make one sale all year. It was more collections, and so Jimmy used to, um, you know, show me off to all his buddies. Like, this is my uh, guy. He's gonna go collect for me. Like make him sound like I'm a you know a tough guy that's gonna break legs or nothing, but that wasn't like I just go yeah. knock on someone's door and say, oh, hey, you didn't pay it. Right on. Right, so it was funny. Now, now there's a there's a lot there's a lot of like rumors about about Jimmy and AJ and all this kind of stuff. Like you you know everybody personally. You worked with them directly. You know, so like I mean, setting setting the record absolutely straight. How how awesome and professional like are these guys, man? He got screwed like that whole thing. Like he did so much for the community of Danbury and you know the surrounding areas. He built a hospital wing. He built a football stadium. He did so many good things, and for them to come down on them for whatever they did, I think it was just bullshit. But yeah, because yeah, sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, yeah, that's good. Yeah, like I, I mean, like because I, I read about all that stuff, and and it's just kind of like, like to me, it's a little bit disappointing that that that's not talked about a little bit more, right? right. So, yeah, so so I, I I definitely like appreciate you sharing that, Dave. Like like that's that that I I find that that's more important than any of the other stuff because you're you're saying like a, a hospital too. Yeah, he built a hospital, a cancer wing for the hospital here or something. It was um. Just the, the stuff he did for the community was, you know, above and beyond anything. And um, I think they just had it out for him or whatever. And yeah. Whatever. If, if, if they want to get you, they're going to get you. Yeah. For sure. Right. There's, there's no, there's no bones about that for sure. Um, so, so and, and again, the, thanks for sharing that, Dave, because like I, I, I'm a big fan of the family. Um, and like, I, I think, I think they're incredible, man. And, and I, I like to talk about the positive and the good stuff. So I don't know if you've seen, um, our, our first game this year, they came in Jimmy and AJ and, uh, made it like old time trash or stuff. The, uh, took AJ took a thousand dollars cash and threw it on the floor for the winner for the game winner. Right on like money the old, on the board. Yeah. Money on the board, but a thousand bucks, which is goes a long way in for the guys that on my team it's, now it's, that aren't making as much as you know when we played what was the outcome of the game we won so yeah the boys were happy really so 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 what was but the the thousand was that for the for the g-dub or was that for the team no we split it up um our owners uh threw in another thousand to match jimmy's thousand and so now every guy walked out of there with a hundred bucks so that was a nice little bonus for the first game right that's no that that's a big deal that's a big deal especially when you're a young guy 
right. to be able to, you know, to like to, to make an extra hundred, especially in the beginning of the season right. when you're when you're waiting for that first paycheck, yeah, trying right. to get settled. Right. Oh, okay, you know, <laughs> borrowing money from the family. I'll, I'll get caught up. Just give me yeah. a couple weeks. I'm, exactly. I'm getting paid now. You know, because they're not getting paid in the summer, right. right? So I'm getting paid now, mom, dad. Just uh, you know, just just I just need to borrow a little bit more. So yeah, no, that's that's great, Dave. That's great. Um, so dude, like like before we get into the coaching, um, obviously the second go around with Italy was was a different spot, right? So so was that was it was it a, was it different? Like for the for the excitement part, was the hockey the hockey part stand out? Was it the same level? Yeah, it was the same. It was um so I did half year. So I did um a half year in, in Quebec City and I yep. left that year and went to Denmark. And the following year I signed in Italy and only did a half year and I ended up in St. George to both. Mm-hmm. So it was um just two years split into four teams. Really? Yeah, no, that's that that's a lot of miles though, right? With the with yeah. the traveling. Right. Um so dude, like okay, so now the thing with you, Dave, is is because of the coaching and because of like how well you've done and like the cool things that you've achieved, this is like kind of like half of your career. Like, would you say like the coaching aspect of it, right? So, yeah. sorry, Dave. What's no? Yeah, yeah. I I I I think I've been coaching now for seven years or six years, and um, I worked with the Flyers uh, organization in between running the hockey rink. Right on, right on. Now, um, right off the bat, you know, it, it's saying, you know, the the Danbury um, Mad Haters. Is that the that was the name of the team? The Mad Haters. Mad Hatters. Hatters. Mad Hatters. Yeah, Mad Hatters. Mad Hatters. Yeah, that was. I was, um, I was looking at like the Mad Haters, like they're just like like the tr- like the trashers type thing, like you know. But okay, so so there was the the go around with that, uh, the 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 two years in Louisiana, but. Let's talk about Iceland. <laughs> Tell me about Iceland, man. There's Iceland. a lot of questions I have with it, but but what was the connection with with coaching over there at first? So I, I worked in the summer with um, this program, Selects Hockey. Um, they're still around. Uh, I don't know what they're called now, but um, anyway, so one of the guys that was involved in that organization ran the club that I worked for in Iceland. And he actually played for me too. We won a championship there in Iceland, so it was um, it was yeah. I had fun in Iceland too. Good times. So now you, but you become you become a coach of a team over there, but then you become the coach of of the national team. Yeah, yeah. So so like, what? How did you get that? Like that? That's obviously a promotion, but but you must have been given an offer, had time to think about it. Like, how did all that go down? No, um, I think they like um, the coaches in the league over there to take over, you know, their national programs. So if you, you know, a foreign coach that that's played at a higher level, they, you know, they they try and get them to uh, to coach their national team. So um, the job opened up for their head, the national team, um, the second year I was there, and, and so I jumped at it. Of course, we, um, of course. we actually won a bronze medal, the best finish that I've ever had. So it was. Uh, it was great. That's what I was just about to say, man. So you guys go to the world championships and you pull out a medal. Yeah. Dude. yeah it's, uh, Whoa. Um, Who did so you guys beat? It was, um, so there's only 300,000 people in the whole country, right? And Really? Uh, yeah. It's a really small country. And um, 
so this we had some Swedish kids that had an Icelandic parent, like a mother was Icelandic or something. But for the most part, it was just Icelandic kids that are, um, you know, we came together that year and won a bronze medal. So it was, it was fun. Wow, man. So, but, but who did you guys, who did you guys beat to get the bronze medal? Like, so that world championships, uh, Spain was in it, uh, Croatia, Serbia, um, Australia. I think it's yeah. called division two. I think it's so yeah, it's not the elite and not division one, but division two, which is still great. Right. Yeah. 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 No, man, that's, you're a bronze medalist, buddy, in the world championship of hockey, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so how long, so how long, like, like, are you still like, like have, have a relationship with the national team or how, how does that work from um, after? Yeah, so I left the, the following year after that. And, um, I brought, I brought a uh, trainer with me that one of the flyers trainers and name is Emmanuel Sanfilippo. And uh, he's still, um, one of the trainers for the national team over there. So, so he's yeah. over there. Um, well, they have, he'll go to the world championships with them again this year, um, just for that the tournament stuff. And, but maybe what was I'll that trainer's about. name again, Dave? Emmanuel Sanfilippo. Emmanuel. Yeah. The legend Emmanuel. Yeah. Doc E, we call him. Doc E. Dr. I mean, Dr. E. Really? Yeah. How so, come? Well, he's a chiropractor and, uh, so he's a doctor too. And so he, you know, he, um, yeah, he was, he's good. And he's, uh, maybe I'll get back involved over there sometime. So we'll see. I must say, buddy, the team chiropractors were probably some of my favorite, they, you know, coaches because man, they would, uh, I loved getting my back cracked. Dave, what about you, man? Yeah. How <laughs> sure, yeah. many times has he the docky cracked your neck at back? Yeah. Anytime uh, you can get like a massage or a crack or something, you, you go for it, right? No, a hundred percent. Um, so, so Dave, so the, 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 um, the hat tricks, the, the Danbury hat tricks, um, I was reading, you know, last week that you guys are, we're going to bring in former NHLer Riley Cote, big promotion. I was absolutely loving it. Riley's actually going to be a guest on the show in the next week. Right. And yeah. So like now, now we were discussing before that the game hasn't happened yet, but it probably will be in the near future. Correct. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was going to come out last Sunday, but his daughter got um, sick, so we're hoping to get him out again. I also Frankie Bialois is uh, going to come out and play a couple games for us. I talked. No to, way. I talked to Christoph Olawa today. He's thinking about it, I think. And I uh, Jesse Bolaris. I don't know if you know Jesse, but he's going to come out and when we. Of course I do. So, so okay, I hold on, second. Dave. Hold on a second here, buddy. Hold on a second. The animal. Bia Lois is going to play for the Danbury Hattricks this season? For sure, yeah. He's going to, he, he owes me a couple favors, so he's definitely coming to play. Man, is that ever exciting. But see, see now the thing is, and, and like I, and trust me, I, I heard the other names too. But, but Dave, so, and, and it's not even about like, it's like, because this is the fan in me. So it's not even about like, oh yeah, Bia Lois is playing for the Hattricks. He's going to pound someone's face. And even if he doesn't fight, right. Frank Bialois skating around on that ice surface, being on that bench, being right. on the, the game sheet, right. you know, shoot, getting the puck in deep, throwing a body check, the animal, buddy, to a hockey fan, you yeah. can't beat that. It doesn't even matter if he fights or not. 
No, especially at Danbury, the, the fans, you know, they like that sort of stuff. So just to have guys like that on the bench or in around town, it would be, um, you know, it's good for the fans around here. So, Okay, so now that I've gotten over the animal coming, who are those other names now, buddy? Uh, I, I talked to Christoph Olawa today on, on Facebook, and um, I think he's going to think about it. I don't know. We'll see. And then um, the big boy, Jesse Bolaris. I don't know if you remember Jesse. But oh, he, I do. He lives down in Carolina now, and we play in Carolina and around New Year's. So I'm hoping to get him out for three or four games out there. Yeah, and 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 that's great, man. And like and like and another reason why I appreciate that too, Dave, is like I just find that now that hockey's changing and you know the game's like completely different. Like I find that. The era of, of that type of character player has kind of been forgotten, right? Nice. And one way to remind the hockey world of how exciting it is to have characters like that in the lineup, right? like I said, Dave, it doesn't even matter if they fight or not. It's just the fact that you got a guy with that much character in your lineup, that's right. interesting, that's worth watching. People don't even like watching a lot of hockey anymore at the NHL level, Dave. And like, you know what I'm saying? So like, this is bringing excitement. Like, like I know it, it's 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 a it's a couple levels down, but man, it's really good hockey. Guys are hungry. They yeah. want to move up. You know, the hockey's great. How are you guys doing? Like, like, like attendance wise. Like, not saying the number, but like, are you happy with with the support? No, yeah, the, the the fans here are great. So it's um, it's you know we're 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 getting great numbers, maybe twenty two thousand a game. So it's 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 good for for this level for sure. Yeah, that's definitely really good. Um, is there still kind of like a like a section one hundred two type of there's, section? There's still is there? But we don't have like uh, we we had one tough guy a couple games ago, and he was played on the road, so we don't have. Um, we got a guy uh, just signed the other day, Steve Brown. So he might add some toughness to to the to the full time roster, right? So these guys like Frank and and Riley and them, they're not going to be full time guys, right? They're just going to come in. For yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, dude. So uh, okay, so but but so se- so section it, it's it's the same arena though, right? Dave? It's the same arena. It's the same section. The same same guys are there. Maybe it's not as full when the trash is played, but it's it's almost as full. So it's it's um yeah, it's fun. Right on. Um, looking back on on like the playing career, Dave. You know, like like to me. To me, like Philly stands out. Like to me, like 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 how was it for you playing? Like where do you feel like was your home team? Like like where do you feel like was your mainstay? Like like was it Philly? Or- yeah, it probably was. I I you know I I I still have a house there. I've always had like I've since I played there. I've lived there in the summers, and so it's always been like a home base for me. And so yeah, I'd say it was. And in the last seven eight years, I worked for the Flyers. Had uh, running one of their hockey rinks, so it was. Um, you know, was it was crazy. it the practice facility? Yeah, the fire skate zone. Yeah. Right on, and then and then, so what kind of responsibilities did you have there, like day to day? Well, I was a general manager, so I was in charge of everything. So it was, um, you know, booking ice and ice maintenance and hiring yeah. people and all that stuff. That's probably the best answer when when someone says like, you know, how what kind of things did you have to do there? Well, everything. 
right. Yeah, man. Did you um did did you have did, did you have a lot of uh, uh like availability to go on the ice and like to wheel around like like when you had that job or no? Yeah, I, I did a little bit. We'd um we'd skate every uh Wednesday and Friday at at one of the other skate zones. Um, just in the morning with a bunch of guys, but I didn't skate so much at my rink. Right on. And then, and then what about now? Like, do you, like, I know obviously you're in the track suit, you're running practice, but like, do you ever put on the gear and, and like play three on three with the boys or like? Um, not so much. I played with the, the alumni team, Flyers alumni team for the last bunch of years. And so that's fun. But, um, I don't but get I'm talking about these kids with the yeah, hatches, man. Yeah. Do they understand who their coach is? Like, do they know? Well, I we we do shootouts at the end of practice sometimes, and I win most of the shootouts, so they know that they shouldn't. Uh... Well, yeah, you're talking about your skill, but I'm talking about three on three down low drills, man. With yeah. Dave Isaac, man. like, do they understand like what's gonna happen if they go in for that puck <laughs> in the corner with Coach McIsaac? Yeah, I didn't show them that yet, but we do three <laughs> three down there a lot. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Um, number three. How many seasons were you number three? Almost all of them. I all, almost all of them? Because I, I kept seeing number three, number three, number three. Like, I, I watched a bunch of your videos. I was loving watching some of the tilts, man. Two tilts that stuck out to me was PJ Stock and former guest on our show, Reed Lowe. Okay. Do you yeah. remember those? Do you remember yeah, those battles? I don't even know like what years they were. Like, I didn't even look at that. I was just like, man, th- this is. I know how tough these guys are. So yeah. now I'm able to measure Dave's toughness. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember Reed. It was it was a good fight. It was right by the penalty boxes in Philly. So it was. Um, yeah, you were in Philly. You're in Philly for sure. Yeah, I think he's in Worcester at the time. Uh, St. Louis's team, and Worcester. that was a good spot. And then PJ, I had him. I had the shirt over his head, and I was getting yeah. so good. And then he slipped out of his shirt and hit me with a left. So it was, uh, it was an even fight, but he, um, it was his home announcer, so they called it for him, I think. Yeah, no, well, yeah, probably, probably. And, and the thing with PJ is, like, because he's so small that unless you kill him, he right. pretty much he's, comes out on top no matter what. Like, if, he, if it's a draw... <laughs> So like it's like you you, you have to and, and that that's the thing. So but but yeah, no, I, I had to ask about about that and then just just that Philly team that you were on, especially the year that you guys won the Calder Cup. Now that obviously is an era of hockey where toughness was a huge part of the game. Do you believe that you guys won the championship because you were the toughest team as well as one of the most skilled teams? Like, was that – do you do you yeah. think that deep down? We had the best combination of both for sure that year. And the year before, I think we did. Um, we had a couple injuries right before the playoffs started that first year of the Phantoms. But, um, yeah, the combination of both was um, – was we I'd, I'd say we were the best in that in that league. Now, I believe that the AHL playoffs, man, like it seems like they run longer than the NHL playoffs. Like, do you do you remember like if it was like, was we, it July when you, you finally yeah, we, we, ended, we ended June tenth. Uh, both Phantoms teams that won was June tenth. That's the anniversary. So June tenth was the was yeah. that last game, eh? Yeah. 
man, that's a long season. So we're talking beginning of September training camp. Right. All the way to the middle of June. Yeah, it's a long Short One of the hardest trophies to win, man, is that Calder Cup, man. Like, I'm telling, I'm telling people, like, the AHL is legit. And, like, to go all those rounds, all the three and threes, mm-hmm. all the, you know, the travel, the way that it is, the NHL, they always get to go the day before the game and all this. And the AHL, man, you'll, you'll bus in. You'll get in at, you know, six, seven in the morning. And sometimes yeah. you have to play that same day, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. So, like. It's a grind, man. Yeah, it's still a grind now. I just got off the bus last week from Carolina, ten hour bus ride. So <laughs> now, now how many te- how many teams are in that league, Dave? We had seven. A couple teams just folded because of COVID last year. And so the Zaz back to seven, seven teams. Okay, so it's but that's that's pretty healthy though. Like I yeah. like I thought you I thought you were gonna say like five or something. Like no, the seven now, and they're expanding. They got two more for next year, so there'll be nine, at least nine next year. Maybe ten because Elmire might come back. So ten. It's um, so the leagues. The, the the league's looking healthy, and it's and it's definitely expanding. Yeah, for sure. How do you expect your team to do this year? Like, are you? Is it? Is it a lot of young guys? Are you? Are you guys like? Like, like, what's the what's the the forecast? Yeah. So when when I was coming in, like, um, the first couple of weeks, like, we have some guys that just play home games, like the Trashers did, and so at home we look great. And then on the road, we have some guys that that are young, real young, and just um, starting out the rookies that are starting out their pro careers, so they're still learning. But by I think by the end of the year, um, and our team right now is looking really good, so um, we should win every home game and. Um, <laughs> 50% of the road games is what right on. And so how many, how many Canadians do you guys have on your squad? Like, I is it, uh, not a lot. It was, it was tough getting over the border this year. Um, that's right. That's yeah. right. That yeah. must've been a huge issue for you guys then. Yeah, it was. Cause it their was. border was closed at that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To come in America. I think you could go to Canada. I'm not sure. You if could go to, yeah. yeah. But, um, it's still a problem. I think uh, there's a guy in there now that still might not get in. We might get next week. So, um, Oh man, we have three, four Canadians now. Okay, so it's not really so. Like in in a way, Dave, it's it's still limited. It's still limited with what you guys can get with like the players that you can get, right. like all of that because of COVID still, right? And yeah, and that must be a struggle. There's no Europeans at all allowed in the league unless they were already here. Like, um, so you couldn't sign a guy from Sweden or Russia now. We have a couple Russians, but they were already living here. So it's, wow. um, it's, and now all the higher leagues are getting all the other players because um, same, same reason, right? They can't get enough players. So now they steal our players and it trickles down. So now we're scrambling to get players, the whole league, not just our team, but um, yeah. it's, it's coming together now. So it's uh, getting better. What's the closest team to you guys in, in, in the federal league? Like, um, I think Binghamton, New York's three hours, three hour drive. Binghamton has a team in the league. Yeah, they were American League. Wow. Last year. Yeah, now they're in the Fed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That must be that must be a fun place to play. Yeah, they had a full house their first game. I don't know who they played, but uh, it was like seven thousand fans or something crazy for the Federal League, which is amazing. Right? Oh, they oh, so they probably sold it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, but. That's incredible. Yeah. Man, so that, like, man, that this this federal league is sounds pretty exciting, my friend. Yeah, there's a couple of good cities, so uh, 
Columbus, Georgia as a city, Carolina, Winston-Salem, some good cities. Wow. Okay. So, all right, right on. And now, but would you say that that's your main rival though is Binghamton or, or you, you haven't really developed a main rival yet? Yeah, I don't think we've developed one right now. It looks like the best team in the league right now is uh, Watertown, New York, which is up by the border of um, Ontario somewhere. Um, but, you know, all these teams are – with seven teams, you're going to have rivals with everyone, right? What's your, um, what's, your, what's your stance as far as when you pick – your team leaders, like your captain and assistant, like you, you, I, I, buddy, I, like, I know there wasn't too many seasons where, where you didn't have a letter, right? So, like, is that, is that an important process for you, like, for your, the teams that you coach? It, it is most years. This year was really easy. We had four, um, four guys that came into to our camp without going to other camps before ours, um, that were here before. So, all four of them got a letter. Right on. And, 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 and who are these young gentlemen? Uh, Johnny, Ru- Johnny Ruiz is our captain. Uh, Aaron um, Atwell, Corey Anderson, and Gordy Bennell are our assistant captains. Right on, man. Those are the guys that are firing up the troops. I'm loving it, man. So, Dave, like, um, other than uh, – like, okay, so other than the coaching that you got right now with the hat-tricks, um, is there anything else that, that, that you'd like to kind of – get on the platform here to, to get out any, any, anything at all. Like I know we had the Jersey, we had the Jersey go, let, let's mention that one more time. So (laughs) we're, we're, we're looking at a Dave McIsaac, Danbury trashers with the C on the Jersey on eBay right now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, that's there. I'm trying to think what my, my brother actually passed away a couple years ago and it's sorry to hear that brother. Yeah. His, um, I know we do a golf tournament every summer for his kids, so I'd have to get you some information on that um, to donate to that. But other than that, uh, no, that's all. Okay, right on. Uh, well, uh, like, do you know the name of it? It's um, uh, the Glenn McIsaac Memorial Golf Tournament, but I think there's like a – I'll have to find out more information of how to donate. All right, right on. Well, we'll, def- we'll definitely get that out, man. Man, it was uh... – Quite the journey, buddy. Like it was, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be able to kind of talk to you, man, because I, I've known you since my mid twenties when we played that year against each other in, in the Quebec League. Um, but man, I didn't, I didn't know the history and the insight, and I, I appreciate you getting into it all tonight, Dave. And it, it was definitely an honor having you on here, buddy. It was um, an honor for me too, man. This is a great podcast. I listen to it a lot, so um. Congratulations on your, your success and uh, continued. Yeah, buddy. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I wanted to thank the listeners again for tuning in to another episode of The Sheriff with special guest Captain David McIsaac. Um, we're going to sign off now, guys. <laughs>